Blog Talk Radio. Oh, wow. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for another night on prolific fire. I do not take it for granted, God, that you've given me the opportunity, God, the privilege to sit before your people and tell them what thus says the Lord. I pray on tonight, God, for the strength to deliver this message the way that you gave it to me, God, so that it may be a blessing to your people, God, but also that your name may get the glory, God. I ask that you sit me down tonight, God, and that you stand up mightily in me tonight, God. Use me however you see fit for your benefit on tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank each of you for tuning in on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. You know, I'm diligent of your time. I don't want to waste your time. So let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Acts chapter 27, verses 42 through 44. That's Acts 27, verses 42 through 44 from the NIV. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them, wanted to spare Paul's life and keep them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or on other pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached reached land safely. Again, that's Acts 27, verses 42 through 44 from the NIV. In tonight's foundational text, Paul had somebody willing to spare his life. In tonight's foundational text, Paul had somebody willing to spare his life. So I'm not concerned about the Pauls out there. Those of you who have influence in your city, in your town, in your community. So much influence that if you had to, you know you could find somebody willing to help you just based on who you are. If that describes you, forgive me. But I'm not concerned about you tonight. But, oh, it's the rest of y'all. It's the rest of y'all I'm concerned about. Let's look again at verse 44. And for those of you just tuning in, I'm coming from Acts 27, verses 42 through 44. Go back and read it on your own time from the NIV. And I just said that Paul had someone to spare his life. He had someone willing to spare his life. So I'm not concerned about the Pauls out there. Those of you who have influence in your city, in your town, in your community. So much influence that if you had to, you know that you could find somebody willing to help you just based on who you are. If that describes you, as I said, forgive me, but I'm not concerned about you tonight. But it's the rest of y'all I'm concerned about. Let's look again at verse 44. The rest were to get there on planks or on other pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land safely. That's Acts 27, verse 44. It's the last verse in Acts 27, and it's saying a lot. 
It's the last verse, the very last verse in Acts 27, and it's saying a lot. Being that it is the last verse in the chapter, it just feels like the rest of you who are not Paul, the rest of you who are not even on the same level as told in tonight's foundational text to make it to land using the little you do have available to you, the planks and other pieces of the ship. You know the little you have that's there. Use it. Much like the woman in Second Kings 4 was made to use the little oil she had left in her house to set a miracle in motion for her and her two sons. I hope this is making sense to somebody. Beloved, how many times have you, as a black person, as a minority, as an immigrant, been made to feel like you were less than? How many times? Like if you were going to make it, it was going to require you being extra. You know, the kids got this thing they say, now they say you being extra. But for those of us, that are black, a minority, or perhaps an immigrant who have been made to feel like we're less, we have to be extra because they make us feel, society makes us feel like we have to be extra. Like if we're going to make it, we got to be, we got to be extra. It requires being extra, extra diligent, extra strong, extra smart, etc. Oh, but I decree and declare the extra that you do from this day forward will create a miracle for you. I decree and declare the extra that you do from this day forward will create a miracle for you. I decree and declare the same words, not no different words, but the same words that they use to belittle you will be the same words God uses to prosper you. You see, they counted you among the rest who had little or, no, little or no chance of making it. They counted you among the rest who had little or no chance of making it. But God, somebody say, but God. God can take the little you have and make it be everything you need. That a minister to somebody all by itself. God would take the little you have and make it be everything you need. I'm a living witness. You see, the only reason they all made it safely to land in tonight's foundational text is because God somehow got involved and made the broken pieces of the ship float. They all made it to safety, true enough, but they all made it to safety simply because God got involved and made the broken pieces of the ship float. That's a miracle in itself. Only God can make the broken pieces or whatever you're dealing with float. Only God can make the broken pieces or whatever you're dealing with float. While man fumbles in his in his humanity to try and fix it, God can make that thing float. Whatever you're dealing with, he can make it stay above water. He can help you to make it. While man fumbles in his humanity to try to fix it, to try to make it work out, God has already worked it out. He can make it float. He can make it look smooth like that ain't, ain't that like there ain't no problems at all. It's just floating. It's smooth. The broken pieces of the ship just float. 
never mind everything else that they had been through, but the broken pieces of the ship was flowing. You see, God has a special love for those of you who have been unfairly labeled by life, by the circumstances surrounding your life. And guess what else? So do I. But love, I just want you to make it. That's the title of tonight's message. I just want you to make it. Life is hard, and sometimes you have to do whatever you can to make it, using what you have. I understand that. Believe me, I understand that. For somebody, that that means putting the broken pieces of your bank account, the broken pieces of your marriage, the broken pieces of what is supposed to be your family, the broken pieces of your health, physically and mentally, in God's hands and asking him for wisdom. That means putting the broken pieces of whatever's broken in your life, put it in God's hands and ask him for wisdom. Instead of asking God to give you your next hustle, oh, that's, that's right up somebody asking you, Allie, you be asking God for your next hustle. Instead of asking God to give you your next hustle, something you can do legally to increase your finances, ask God for wisdom. Instead of asking a Facebook page or people in a Facebook group, fake Facebook groups, how to communicate effectively in your marriage, how to restore your family, how to heal your body, ask God for wisdom. That's your answer right there. Ask God for wisdom. You see, a lot of times we say it's in God's hands or we've given it to God. But have we really? Really? Like, really, really? Have we? Really? Or is our fingerprint still visible? Or is our fingerprint still visible because our hands are still all over the situation? Somebody, you know you have not taken your hands off the situation. You're still trying to do it yourself. You tell everybody else you're giving it to God that it's in God's hand. But God knows. He knows that your hands, your handprints, your fingerprints are still all over the situation. Here's an example of what you need to do. You see, when Solomon didn't know how to effectively lead, lead God's people, when Solomon didn't know how to effectively lead God's people, when Solomon had a big decision to make that would affect several lives, he asked God for wisdom. He didn't ask God for material stuff, material stuff or for the death of his enemies. He could have, but he didn't do that. He didn't ask God for material stuff or for the death of his enemies. He asked God for wisdom. And God was so impressed that he gave Solomon, first of all, don't you just want to impress God? Don't you, don't you want to respond the right way to God that it impresses him? Wow. And God was so impressed that he gave Solomon the wisdom he needed not to take a young child's life or unknowingly put the child in the wrong hands. And as a bonus, he gave Solomon wealth. Read First Kings 3. It'll tell you all about it. First Kings 3. I pray over every judge right now that's faced with an important decision that will affect several lives. I pray right now that God will give you wisdom, give you discernment to rule on the side of truth, on the side of justice. And for those of you facing a day in court, may I remind you of what the Bible says in Luke 12. 
the Bible says, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. That's Luke 12, verses 11 and 12 from the NIV. Beloved, don't worry about defending yourself. Beloved, don't worry about defending yourself or what you will say. But be led by the Holy Spirit. Don't even worry about it. Don't even sweat it. Be led by the Holy Spirit. You may you may not be like the Apostle Paul. Okay, so what? You may not be like the Apostle Paul and have the influence with people that he had. But you have a say-so with God. You better believe you have a say-so with God. He wants you to make it. That's why he put this, this word in my spirit, because he wants you to make it. Somebody, don't be surprised. Somebody, listen on the sound of my voice right now. I don't care if now is a few hours from now, next week, next month, next year. If you're under the sound of my voice for this period of time, somebody don't be surprised if something you were not expecting but needed literally gets dropped in your lap. Somebody don't be surprised if something you were not expecting but needed literally gets dropped in your lap, so to speak. Just like Boaz had his men leave stock for Ruth together in order that she not be reprimanded or rebuked. There's Ruth 2, verses 15 through 16. I'm always going to give you scriptures because you ain't going to take my word for nothing. But I always want you to take God's word. Take God's word. There's Ruth chapter 2, verses 15 and 16 in IV. Things will come together for you. Hear me. Things will come together for you. You are going to make it, regardless of race, regardless of your background. In tonight's foundational text, you were you were labeled among the rest. You were labeled among the rest that had to get there on what was left of the ship. But God doesn't see you as barely making it. Hear me. God doesn't see you as barely making it, hustling to make it. That's not how God sees you. And your name does not have to be Paul. That's the glorious thing about it. Somebody ought to be shouting right there. And your name doesn't have to be Paul. But you know what? Your name doesn't have to be Paul. But your name does need to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Not not for you to get a blessing from God. Because he's good to the just and the unjust. But when you do lead it, so if you want to go to heaven, and for that, your name must be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I had to get that clear for somebody. Let's talk salvation. Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplified says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels. He knows exactly how we feel. He knows exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we as we are, yet without committing any sin. Jesus knows how it feels to be human, but still he didn't commit any sin, which means that there is nothing too bad 
that you have done or are currently involved in, currently doing, that you can't come to Jesus. Hear me, somebody under the sound of my sound of my voice. I don't know what you what you done got yourself into, what the type of sin is, but the Bible says that all wrongdoing is sin. So there there are no categories. Some people like to make you think that one sin is above the other. No, if you're fornicating, that's sin. But if you're lying, that's still sin too. If you're alcoholic and making wrong, reckless decisions, you're sinning. But on the other hand, if you're homosexual, you're still sinning. I don't know why people like to put it in categories. So here I'm here to tell you, whatever your sin is, you can be forgiven of it. Because the person that you listen to on tonight, I had to be forgiven, and I still have to be forgiven. Forgiveness is not just a one-time thing. As long as we're on this earth, we're going to need forgiveness from God. We're going to need to repent before God about something because we're in the flesh. So don't think I'm trying to put myself above you. No part of the service, I'm right there with you. You better believe I'm right there with you trying to get it right just like you. So as I was saying, which means there's nothing too bad that you have done or currently doing that you can't come to Jesus in the pardon of your sins about. You can come to him about whatever it is. He knows your humanity. That's the good part about it. You don't have to explain what it feels like to Jesus to be human. He knows. He knows your humanity. Let me read that part of the verse again. Just because I feel it in my spirit. We we do not have a high priest that is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human, knowing exactly how it feels to be human. That's Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplified, the AMPC. He knows your humanity. But love, you are not too bad that you can't that you can't change. You are not too bad that you can't change, that you can't be changed, that you can't be helped. It means for somebody else, because some somebody else actually thinks they're too good to come to Jesus. They're saying stuff like, "I'm a good person. I'm gonna make it to heaven when it's my time because I'm a good person." You can be the the best person on earth, but if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, guess what? Still ain't going. You ain't going to heaven. You still not going to heaven. You are gonna miss out on heaven, thinking that you're good, and you might be. But if your relationship with Jesus is not intact, you're not going to heaven. He's not looking for good people. He's looking for saved people that actually have a relationship with Him, that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, which is what I'm trying to get you to do on tonight. No matter how good you've been, how good you think you are, you still need Jesus. You are not exempt from temptation, from being tempted by something or someone. You're not exempt from doing and saying things that you shouldn't. We all fall into that category. Therefore, you need Jesus, just like the rest of us, to help you in this life and to help you get to eternity in peace. Because there will be an eternity for you spent somewhere. You're either going to spend it in hell or in the presence of Jesus. But here's the big question 
for tonight. It's the biggest question, perhaps, of your life, and I'm going to give it to you tonight. Who is Jesus to you? That sounds like a simple little question, but who is Jesus? I'm serious. Who is Jesus to you? Is he the son of God? Or is he the Messiah among us, like in John 4, when he talked to the woman at the the well? Is he your soon-coming king? Or or is he just a New Testament prophet? Well, it's time you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. It don't even matter how you answer the question because bottom line is it's time you made him your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, tells you how to do that. Romans Romans 10, 9 through 10 from the NIV says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. See, we... We got to have the saying some of everything with our mouth. But tonight, you need to purify all of that and say the right thing out your mouth. Devil, lose them. Lose them. Give them a few minutes to say the right thing and come to Jesus. Because somebody needs that. Needs that few minutes for torment to break off their mind so they can say the right thing. Say, Jesus is Lord. I need you to say, Jesus is Lord. Whatever's trying to control your mind, that is not Lord. There is a demonic spirit trying to take control, but the devil is a liar. Jesus is Lord. And I need you to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And with that, you will be saved. With that, you are saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith, and I say, so open your mouth and repeat after me. Jesus, I confess with my own mouth that I am a sinner in need of you. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God raised from the dead. I need you. I want you as my Lord and Savior. With faith as little as a mustard seed, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody receive it and come on in to the house of the Lord. Come on in the kingdom. I ain't talking about the church. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. Because the church is really supposed to be us. But the church as it stands these days is just a building. That's not going to save you. I'm telling you to come on into the kingdom. Come on up a little higher. Come on into the kingdom. Now, announcements. If you need this ministry, it's PayPal info or Cash App info because you feel led to sow into this word. Because this word has blessed you, you feel like sowing. You can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolificfire. Or you can Cash App the ministry by going to your cash app, typing in the dollar symbol, prolificifier. It's a dollar symbol, prolificifier. The P and prolific is capital. The F and five is capital, written all together. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at prolificifier, on Instagram at Prophetess Stacy. Like the prolificifier ministry Facebook page. You can inbox me on either one of those. That's fine. People do so all the time. So feel free that if you have a prayer request or if you just have something that you need to comment on and won't, won't biblical 
counseling about, please be sure to do that. Also, check out prolificfire.com. Check out prolificfire.com. You can donate donate on there. You can send in your prayer request. It comes straight to me. And I promise you that I will get back to you as soon as possible. That's prolificfire.com. Also, you can sponsor a child through World Vision. I think you can do it on the website. If not, you can go to either one of my social media sites, whether it be Twitter. There's a link on Twitter about sponsoring a child. And you can go to my ministry page, which is Prolific Fire Ministry, the Facebook page. And I know there's a link on there about sponsoring children as well. As well as on Instagram, look at my bio if you're on Instagram, if you desire to sponsor a child through World Vision. That's something that I've been involved in since 1997. I've been a sponsor, and now I'm a World Vision Child Ambassador looking to to connect our, our precious children with sponsors to get them clean water education, good clothes, and just a better way of life to help them defeat poverty. That's always been my heart's desire. So if you want to be a part of that, reach out and let me know. If you don't reach out to me by inboxing me on either one of my social media sites or by going to the website and sending a message directly to me, be sure you, your next opportunity will be to join my sister in ministry this Friday for Faith on the Line with Prophet's Pay. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. The Lord is always there among us. So you want to be a part, even if you do get your prayer request answered. You still need to be among us because God is there among us. And so that you can receive. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, by calling the same number that many of you called tonight, 347-426-3782. If that's too fast for you, it don't matter, because the, the flyer will be up on all my social media sites. It will be up all over social media. But I'm going to do it again one more time. 347, the number to call, 347-426-3782. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, Friday night. Your prayer request will be taken then, too, so call in. The phone lines will be open. Then join me, yours truly, back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place for another word from the Lord. Until then, everybody, I truly appreciate each and every one of you. To God be the glory. Everybody, have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.